Our scripture reading this morning is found in the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 1 through 16. John 11, 1 through 16, a very familiar portion of scripture to many of you, I'm sure. Please stand once again for the reading of God's word. This is what God says. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was the Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. The sisters therefore sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When therefore he heard that he was sick, he stayed then two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and you are going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, He stumbles because the light is not in him. This he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go that I may awaken him out of sleep. The disciples therefore said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he was speaking of literal sleep. Then Jesus therefore said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Thomas therefore, who is called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. May the Lord add his blessing to this reading of his word. You may be seated. Have you ever been disappointed with Jesus? My favorite college professor was a man who had grown up in the church. His father was a minister, and he aspired to be the same thing. As a teenager, he was never rebellious, as a lot of preachers' kids are. He was always very active in the church. When he went off to college, he was soon involved in a campus ministry, and by his senior year, he was leading that ministry. His plan was to go on to seminary. But shortly after he graduated from college, and just a week before he was supposed to be married, his fiancée called off the engagement 
and began a relationship with this man's best friend. It broke his heart and it embittered him toward Christianity. He told me once, Steve, if that's the way Jesus treats those who follow him, I wanted no part of him. Or maybe you can relate to what this man said. I find it very difficult to live up to the Christian ideals and standards in the everyday world, filled with so many problems, tensions, and aggravations. Often I begin a day determined to live the way Christ wants me to live. But I get so discouraged by failures and seemingly insurmountable obstacles that I give up the effort and fall back into the old ways. I've recently been through some severe personal problems and family tragedies which have made it difficult for me to accept the fact that Jesus is merciful and forgiving and really cares for us and has a plan for us. Have you ever been disappointed with Jesus? Thomas was disappointed with Jesus. There was a time when Thomas had followed Jesus with great confidence and high hopes. Thomas believed that Jesus was going to restore the ancient Davidic kingdom. Jesus would be the king and Thomas and the other disciples would rule with him. But Thomas no longer felt that way. His great confidence and high hopes had been broken by the harsh reality of the stark reality that confronted them. Thomas knew good and well what would happen to Jesus if he went back in the vicinity of Jerusalem. Let us also go with him, he said to the other disciples, and we can only imagine what tone of voice he must have used. Let us also go with him that we may die with him. What Thomas was saying was, let's face it, guys. Jesus isn't going to get anywhere in Jerusalem. He's, his kingdom is not going to happen. The chief priests and the Pharisees and the Sadducees control Jerusalem. They're not going to listen to Jesus or change their ways. They never have before. He's only going to get himself killed. We might as well go with him and get it over with. And imagine how Martha and Mary must have felt when Jesus did nothing to prevent the death of their brother Lazarus. You mean these, these kinds of things can happen to Jesus' friends? Yes, they can, and they do. And this, of course, raises the questions raised by the man I quoted earlier. Does Jesus really care for us? And does he have a plan for us? Have you ever experienced this kind of disappointment with Jesus? Have you ever wondered 
whether Jesus really cares for us and has a plan for us? Well, let's consider two points from our text this morning that might help us to better understand our disappointment with Jesus. In the first place, consider that our disappointment with Jesus could be the result of false expectations. This is why Thomas was disappointed with Jesus. He had false expectations. He misunderstood Jesus' mission. He thought Jesus was going to restore the ancient Davidic kingdom right away and that he would be playing a prominent role in it. And Thomas wasn't the first person to feel this way. John the Baptist was also disappointed with Jesus. Right after John the Baptist announced the coming of the Lamb of God into the world, his ministry went quickly downhill. And shortly thereafter, he was arrested by Herod and thrown into prison. And remember, John the Baptist was a cousin of Jesus. So John, from prison, sent two of his disciples to Jesus to ask them this question. Are you the one who was to come? Or should we expect someone else? Things aren't going the way they were supposed to. You wonder why John the Baptist didn't understand the implications of his own announcement. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Under Old Testament Judaism, lambs were used as sacrifices for sin. John knew that. The lamb had to die before he could reign. And you wonder how Thomas and the other disciples could have misunderstood the clear teaching of Jesus about his mission. He had repeatedly taught his disciples that he had come to die for the sins of his people. He was given the name Jesus because he would save his people from their sins. Jesus had also taught his disciples that following him would cost them everything. So why was Thomas disappointed with Jesus? Everything was going according to plan. According to Jesus' plan, but not according to theirs. They had false expectations. And this is the reason why a lot of people today are also disappointed with Jesus. They haven't really listened to what Jesus said it costs to follow him. That's the reason that my favorite college professor was disappointed with Jesus. He had false expectations about what it meant to follow Jesus. Jesus was very clear 
with his disciples. Following him would mean daily self-denial, a daily dying to self, a daily giving up of their desires and plans for his. That's what Jesus said the Christian life would be like. He never promised his disciples a rose garden. Can you accept that? Give Thomas credit. Although he may have been disappointed with Jesus, he was still committed to following Jesus. By this time, he had been with Jesus for close to three years. He had heard what Jesus had taught about God, and he knew that what he taught about God was true. He knew that what Jesus taught about man was true. He knew that what Jesus taught about himself was true. That what he taught about the way people should live was true. It was the truest truth that he knew. And he couldn't get away from that. And Thomas would rather be with Jesus and be in the right than not be with Jesus and be in the wrong. And that's another reason why Thomas said, let us also go that we may die with him. In effect, what Thomas was saying was, I would rather die with Jesus than to live in a world without him. Wouldn't you? Consider secondly, that our disappointment with Jesus could be the result of misunderstanding God's purpose for our life. What is the purpose of our life? Well, the shorter catechism of the Westminster Confession of Faith states it very succinctly. The chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. The fact that Jesus did not immediately respond to Martha and Mary's summons did not mean that Jesus did not care about them. It simply meant that Jesus had a greater plan for Lazarus than just healing an illness. Lazarus was going to be used to demonstrate the power of God, specifically the power of God exercised through the Son of God to raise the dead to life. Verse 4, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Has Jesus ever disappointed you by not doing what you wanted him to do when you wanted him to do it? Could it be that you have misunderstood the purpose of your life? Could it be that Jesus had a greater plan in mind for you to demonstrate the glory of God? 
Now we have to understand that God can be glorified in many different ways. In Acts chapter 12, it tells us that James, the brother of John, was arrested by Herod and thrown into prison and beheaded. In that same chapter, it tells us that Peter was also arrested and thrown into prison by Herod. But he was miraculously delivered. In both cases, God was glorified, but in different ways. You see, Jesus doesn't have the same plan for all of us, but he does plan for all of us to glorify God. In this case, God was glorified by raising someone from the dead. But God can also be glorified by someone's death. In Fox's Book of Martyr, it tells about two brothers who bore up so graciously under torture and then accepted death so bravely that one of the pagans who was observing cried out spontaneously, Great is the God of the Christians! for which he was immediately arrested and suffered a similar fate. But while raising someone from the dead can glorify God in one way, dying well can glorify God in another. A miraculous healing can glorify God in one way, But bearing up patiently under a chronic illness or a handicap can glorify God in another. I often like to use Johnny Erickson Tata as an illustration for many things. But certainly she is a good illustration for this point. Not only has she borne up as a quadriplegic since being a teen patiently, but also without complaint, without bitterness, and even cheerfully. God has been glorified through the life and ministry of Johnny Erickson Tata even though she has never been healed. This is what she herself says, circumstances have been placed in my life for the purpose of cultivating my character and conforming me to reflect Christ-like qualities. God is more concerned with conforming me to the likeness of his son than leaving me in my comfort zone. God is more interested in inward qualities than outward circumstances. Things like refining my faith, humbling my heart, cleaning up my thought life, and strengthening my character. God has greatly glorified himself through this quadriplegic's life, through her ministry, 
through her art and through her music. Recently, she received a lifetime award from Vice President uh, Pence at the Carnegie Hall for her music, which is all to the praise of God. While having a difficult relationship resolved quickly through forgiveness can glorify God in one way, being willing to suffer wrong through a difficult relationship for Christ's sake can glorify God in another. Jesus doesn't have the same plan for all of us, but he does plan for all of us to glorify God. And it's also God's purpose for us to grow in our faith, to learn to believe in Jesus and to trust him more and more. This is another reason why Jesus did not immediately respond to Martha and Mary's summons. Look what it says in verse 15. He says to his disciples, I am glad for your sakes that I was not there so that you may believe. Now they already believed. They already believed some things about Jesus. They already believed that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. But there's so much more that they and we need to learn about believing in Jesus and trusting him. And it's usually only through difficult, if not impossible, situations that we go through where we see how God works for us and in us and through us that we learn to believe in him and to trust him more and more. I was 29 years old when I went to seminary, but I felt called into the ministry much earlier than that. However, one of the reasons that I put it off was finances. I couldn't afford to go to seminary. Now, mind you, I had grown up in a missionary family. My folks were missionaries for 40 years. And this is before the advent of mission organizations like MTW that make sure the missionaries get paid and if they don't have the support, make them come back to the States and raise more support. My folks did not know for 40 years from one month to another how much money they were going to receive. And in spite of the fact that I had witnessed that, I couldn't bring myself to depend on God like that. So I used my plan, which was to work hard, be thrifty, and save up a bunch of money so I wouldn't have to depend on God. Well, by the time I was 29, I had worked hard, I had been thrifty, and I had saved up about $20. <laughs> That's when it dawned on me that, you know, you're going to have to depend on God if you're going to go to seminary. 
And so that's what we did. Now, I worked the whole time I was at seminary, but I never made enough money to meet our needs. Yet God supplied month by month. And it was, it was a wonderful experience. I remember one time when I didn't think I was going to make it, and I resorted to my plan, which was to borrow money. I didn't have the money for the tuition that was due on a Monday, and I mentioned this to some of my friends there at seminary on a Friday. And one of them came to me afterwards and he said, Steve, don't borrow money yet. He said, wait till Monday and then we'll see what happens. I said, okay, I'll wait till Monday. Well, sure enough, nothing happened over the weekend. And so Monday morning, I went to the finance office to explain to them that I was going to go take out a loan. And the lady looks up my account and she said, your tuition was paid over a month ago. Well, I didn't know what to think because it couldn't have been that my friend who had told me to wait had come in, snuck in over the weekend and paid the bill. Obviously, God had taken a care, care of this long ago, and I wasn't aware of it. But through that experience, I learned to believe in Jesus and to trust him more and more in the area of finances. But there are lots of areas of our life where we need to learn to believe in Jesus, to trust him more and more. And this usually only happens when we find ourselves in difficult, if not impossible situations where we see how God works for us, and in us and through us. And by the way, I would submit to you that it's only as we grow in our faith and learn to believe in Jesus and to trust him more and more that we then enjoy him. And remember, that's another part of God's purpose for our life. Have you ever been disappointed with Jesus? Well, stop and consider. First of all, consider that our disappointment with Jesus could be the result of false expectations. Are we willing to follow him on his own terms? And secondly, consider that our disappointment with Jesus could be a misunderstanding of God's purpose for our lives. Remember, we've been bought with a price. We no longer belong to ourselves. Our purpose is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Think about that. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for Jesus. While following Jesus may be costly for us, it doesn't begin to compare with the price that he paid on the cross for our salvation. Father, remind us each and every day that 
we belong to you. That we are here to glorify you, to please you. Father, my greatest prayer for myself is that I would not be a disappointment to Jesus. And it's in his name that I pray.